to the Ant Side Podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Rob and Bubba. Bubba, how are you doing this week? <laughs> hey, Rob. I, I I should get ready for this. You ask me every single week. It's been a dreamy week. There's been some good adventures, uh, training really hard, and I'm really enjoying myself right now. Nice. Uh, people can't see because obviously it's a podcast, but Bubba's been trying out this new helium hair gel, which means his hair is currently about two foot high right now. Um, <laughs> I look like a Jimmy pineapple. Neutron. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we have got a great episode uh, coming up. Uh, so we have got, of course, the usuals, the fan fa- favorite segment within you know Dale's thought of the week. Uh, but we're going to kick things off with uh, a great guest this week. Now, this is someone that I've been following for two years, maybe two and a bit years. Yeah. Um, but I would describe him as a discpreneur. Is that a good way? Or a, a disc golf inventor. Um, you may have seen the product Disc Doctor on Instagram or wherever you absorb your disc golf media content. Uh, this is a really cool product which helps sort of fix dented discs. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to bring the inventor of this product into the show. Nate, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Rob. Good to, good to meet you and Bubba. Um, yeah, it's doing great today. Thanks for joining us. Well, as I said, Nate is the inventor of uh, a thing called the Disc Doctor, but why don't we hear from the inventor itself? So what is the Disc Doctor and what's the one sentence elevator pitch of what is a Disc Doctor and what does it do? Oh man, one sentence is tough. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you two or three. Yeah, you really yeah, I, need. <laughs> it depends on who I'm talking to, but I sometimes I go for like, it's a nail file for discs that kind of um, gets to it, but um it's the first, only, and best disc golf repair tool. At its core, it repairs discs. Um, it doesn't do anything else. Uh, but yeah, I love that. The it. fact that it's, it's yeah. the first and only repair tool for discs, I feel like, is the best elevator pitch yet. <laughs> Have you ever been in the situation where your disc has hit a signpost and it's split or gnarly, or you got a good rip in it? You know, there's lots of uh, storytelling or scene setting you could do. Fundamentally, if your disc gets knackered, as we say over here in the UK. Your disc gets dented, it gets chunked up. This thing, you know, it's designed to, to fix that, um, which is awesome. So let's go back to you, because obviously we know what you make, but we don't know why you make it. So I assume you're a disc golfer. You, you make a disc oh, golf product. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely a disc golfer, 100%. Um, yeah. I started when I was probably about 10. Uh, um, I used to live in North Carolina. I'm in Chicago now, but... Uh, my favorite course is Kentwood. And so there there were all these factors that came into play into me making this product. First off, I'm a disc golfer um, through and through. And I really love Kentwood. But something about the course is pretty much all the greens, some of the fairways are rocks. It's like carved into a hill and is like playing on gravel. Uh, but it's, it's a great course. The weekly oh. league has like 100 players on a regular basis. Um, it's pretty awesome. So that, that's one factor is, of course, just made out of rocks. And then the other thing is, like, I love 3D printing. Um, I was in school for product design. And so that that's kind of, like, where the product design element came from. And then I also love business. Like, you name it, I've done it. Uh, painting decks, um, mowing lawns, all, all the generic, like, small entrepreneur stuff, um, selling design services. But then it went into, like, okay, like, I want to make this product for myself. And then I was like, hmm, this isn't too bad of an idea. Like, maybe I could sell it. Um, so the start of Disc Doctor was going on Instagram. And I think I found a disc golf account and I followed 400 people. 
had a couple of posts with like generic disc doctor stuff. Um, and then people people were into it, and so sounds like um, you were really set up for this to uh, to become a thing with you know everything going on at kind of your studies and everything else. Uh, where did of course Kentwood is the origin story for Disc Doctor, and what really started the prototype for the first one? Was there a point in time? Was it just for you? It, it was. Yeah. It, it was a selfish design. It was for me. I had a, a sore on my finger. Um, and so that, that was kind of it. J- just the way I threw the disc and it was rough. Um, and it, my, my finger was bleeding. I was like, all right, like, um, I tried sandpaper and razor blades and like all these things to <clears throat> smooth out a disc, but mm. I wanted to create something new. Was there one mold? Was there one disc that is sort of you credit the, uh, right that's it that's enough i need to invent something to fix this it was i think it was a a nova rock uh (laughs) probably champion plastic yeah it was it was tearing up my finger but you say you had a background in pro design i assumed you owned a 3d printer i have a 3d printer i love playing around with it tinkering with it and printing anything i can i go on thingiverse download weird files and i set them to print um so what was that design process like? So you say, oh, my finger's hurting, you know, I need to fix this. Where did you start with that? Because obviously the early iterations of the product were very different from what you have now. So what was your initial time thinking of, okay, how do I solve this problem? So the initial idea was to hold a lighter um, and to heat up the plastic to the point where you could smooth it out, um, have different grooves to fit. Um, I, I learned that was very frowned upon by the PDGA, um, and plenty of people let me know. Uh, but for people that are for AM side disc golfers or people that aren't playing PDGA events, there's no issue with that. You're just fixing your disc, um, yeah. enjoying the sport. Uh, but yeah, that, I, I tried to find. I'm I'm so glad you're a 3D printer guy like that. <laughs> I, if if I can teach the world one thing, yeah. it's that you can buy a used 3D printer for $100 and create anything you can dream of. Um, and yeah, people people don't get that. Uh, but my first 3D printer was used like $100 and I just kind of got it for school. Am I right you started selling them on Etsy? Where was your first sort of, the first few prototypes, where was the, the sort of the selling point of that? Was it Etsy, is that right? So... Um, Originally, they were sold on Instagram, just through DMs okay. and then Venmo and PayPal. Um, yeah, I love that. Eventually, I moved to Etsy. I'll have to go far enough back in my DMs, but I remember I messaged. I don't know if I actually got a response, but this isn't me. You know, this isn't me complaining or moaning. But I remember sending a really cheeky request saying that, "Hey, I'm in the UK. Like, shipping and delivery is like a nightmare. Is there any chance I could buy the STL file off you?" Um, and, and just like promise only, only to print one I'd have been strictly no Rob you don't have a trustworthy <laughs> yeah. face <laughs> I, I, I expected uh, to be like no I'm not going to give you the 3D printer file yeah. I was like you know what I'm expecting a no but I did send that because um... oh man I'm sorry I, I wish I would respond <laughs> no, Some, no IP is important I've, I've sent it before I've been like go for it because uh, <laughs> it is expensive to ship to the UK but I'll email you the one for the lighter case so you can print yourself one <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nate, you were you were saying that there were some concerns uh, was from the PGA slash from people regarding the PGA rules. Um, 
from my reading of the rules, there's not too much going on in regards to smoothing out your disc again. Uh, what's there's not. What, 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 there's was, what, what was some of the pushback that you got? And did you get any pushback specifically from the PDGA or is it just the community in general? Um, yeah, great question. So originally it was people. People are just kind of like, yeah. uh, hey, you can't use a lighter on your disc. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do some research. Um, and so I, I don't want to mis- misquote it, but it's you're allowed to lightly sand your disc to repair it to its original flight form. Um, and so, so that's what the new tool does. Mm. Um, and then on my business card, it said... Uh, PDGA compliant and I actually got an email from the compliance officer of the PDGA that informed me <laughs> otherwise and he was so, they were so nice about it yeah. like I they could have said much worse things could have said shut it down um, and they were awesome about it really nice and like very fair and I so now it says love that designed to comply with the PDGA or no designed to comply with the official rules of disc golf i love that nice uh, do, do you know what and, and the, what i love more is just going straight in and doing a thing and then i'll apologize later because <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm wholeheartedly for that and uh did you get the new wording uh signed off by the by the same compliance officer he, he, yeah he kind of suggested it and i was like oh, perfect yeah <laughs> i was like hey i, I I got noticed. Yeah. Are you even an inventor if you don't get one cease and desist, right? That's the sort of the, that's the rule, right? It's the baptism by fire. You need to have some kind of yeah, cease and desist or IP issue, 100%. a letter from a lawyer. <laughs> so thinking around pushback from the community, um, are they, are you getting similar things that maybe Gripsack's got? Um, when you can just use dirt. So did you get many comments in regards to, I'm just going to rub it on a tree, you know? like I did. I've, I've gotten one or two of those, and I, I try not to respond because I'm, I'm not very good about being nice and being like, oh, okay, good for you. Um, Especially when it's so your product sent, and, and you, you put your heart and soul into it as such, right? I, I've sent kind of a snarky remark before, and that doesn't go well. It just never ends up right. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll send you one to try. Um, I found that works better. I love that response. I feel like there could be a good April Fool's video or something where it's just you sort of trying all of the crazy suggestions that people say works better than a disc doctor. So like trees, rocks, tea pads, tea signs. I mean, I've done it all. I'm guilty of literally rubbing a gnarled up disc on anything I can find on the course to attempt some kind of flattening out. Hopefully that will change when I uh, get my hands on a disc doctor. Um, but I, uh, I was at a tournament recently where I had this big gnarly sort of groove out of a disc and I was just about to throw it. And I was like, oh, has anyone got like a knife or clippers or anything? Mm-hmm. And the guy said, oh, I have, I have the exact thing you need. And because I've followed you on Instagram, I thought no way, this guy's about to pull a disc doctor out. And it wasn't, it was just a bit of sandpaper. And I was kind of disappointed. I mean, I was grateful. It did a good enough job. But I was a little bit, I was all hyped up in my own head that I was, uh, I was about to use one of your products. So it's, uh, you know, it, I'm, yet, I'm yet to get one. I'll, I'll ship some to East Disc Golf. Um, so you can give them out, sell them, whatever you do. Uh, let's... Let, let's let's talk after this. Yeah, let's let's talk after this interview for sure. Um, yeah, we 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 have a, we we got for support on that. Awesome. No, just shoot me your address. I got you. Like, 
Um, Nate, your turn. So at the, at the course, people are like using wood chips on their desk, and I I think that's the best like opportunity to convince someone to use my product. I'm like, try this, like it works. I promise. Uh, your your product actually made me think about rocks differently, though. To be fair, so obviously I've seen what it could be in terms of what you have. So before I'd pick up any old rock or pebble and try and smooth out, and now I try and find a rock with a good enough groove. I'm like, oh, actually, if that's got kind of a flight platey groove, that might work. <laughs> so I try and find a natural disc doctor out the course, which doesn't always work as well as you know you probably wouldn't assume it would. Um, but talking about the. Uh, uh, so numbers and, and production numbers. So not money. Don't worry. We're not going to sort of get under the sheets, as it were. Um, but obviously, you said that you were three D printing these things. Uh, I think initially it was on FDM printers. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't SLA. Three um, D printing uh, nerds will know that. If you don't know three D printing, give it a Google. Essentially, they're sort of feeding molten plastic onto a three D printer, <laughs> and it it's the one that has the little lines. Um, how many were you producing at a time? Or were you just running it in the background so you had a big stockpile and you thought, you know what, if I have spare, that's fine. I'll just keep the production going. Or were you making to order, essentially? Um, I, I think I was more making to order. And then it was the first Christmas and I, I started like having like actual sales, which blew my mind. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to stay up as late as possible, hit print, and then go to sleep. And then set an alarm for three and a half hours and then started again. Um, it, it was just running in my closet all the time. Nate, was was, was, was that I, the length of one print? Three and a half hours? One, one and a half hours. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. But every hour and a half, I was like, all right, I got to go start it again. Um, and then once it finally switched to FDM, it was like, okay, I can print five at a time. Like, that's a slight improvement. And then switching from the lighter case to the new design, I can print 20 at a time. And I have three I have three printers going right now. So I'm making like 60 at a time and I can print every four and a half hours. Yo. And so I have plenty of production. Yeah. That's epic. So the um like you said, you swatched to swatched, you swapped to a new design. Um so the sort of the the version one to the two point Um so the the second version, I'm what I'm going to say now is if you're, what, 15, 20 minutes into this podcast and you're still thinking, what does this thing look like? Just quickly go on Instagram, look up Disc Doctor. Yeah. We'll, you know, at the end, we'll give you an opportunity to shout out the, uh, the Insta. But just go find it now. Have a look at it. Right. You're back with us. That's what it is. Um, so the version two obviously has lots of different grooves for, as you sort of say, different disc shapes, putters, mid-range drivers. You mentioned a beaten up in of a rock. Now, actually, that was uh, what I said to Bubba before recording when I put that question in saying, oh, was one shaped to repair a rock? Um, when you put those grooves in, were you thinking of your disc golf bag? Did you go to your bag, pick out the molds that you have and do grooves to suit those? Or were you trying to be as, you know, universal as you possibly could, unbiased groove shaping? Uh, somewhere in between, but probably more closer to... Uh universal trying to design for everyone like I, I i did get dimensions off like a wizard putter and then like the bead is the wizard putter and the big uh putter groove um and then uh uh it's mostly innova i throw a lot of innova i'm sorry i know your sponsors are uh <laughs> but it's like 
so a lot of the discs are like Firebirds, um, and that, that's kind of what drove the design. Um, but then I did make it universal, so I would like oversize the putter groove to fit any really large putter. Um, was that all feedback coming from uh, customers that have already bought, and uh, or, or is that just do you have kind of a focus group of close friends that you can kind of go to? Yeah, the I, I definitely did like a focus group um, when I was coming up with it, and they were like, "This is a terrible idea; it'll never work," which was perfect. It's what I needed. That's everything you need to hear. Wrong. You're like, "Okay, just watch, watch this." <laughs> I look at um, you now, but no, I can't say I've ever um, gotten feedback on like the fit of the grooves to the tool to from the tool to the disc. Uh, and then your product. So the current product isn't just the sort of 3d printed unit it also has a little sort of lanyard or a toggle on it so you're not just pressing that button cleaning up the prints scraping them off shipping them out you've also got to put these toggles on so have you got helpers or is it you sort of with a cup of coffee on an evening just trying to put these toggles on as many disc doctors as you can uh, yeah ryan he comes over and washes disc doctors and packs orders for me um, especially in the holiday season he's a huge help Nice. So we're going into holiday season now. You see orders sort of start to rise. You know, people have looked at their bags over the last season and thought, wow, I've done some damage to these 20 odd discs. I know exactly what I need. Yeah, it's definitely uh, been a good, good little bump up in sales. And I think people are buying them for their friends. I'll get orders for like three or four. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Like you're giving these to your buddies, um, which is great. Well, I think what Disc Golf needs is products like this, which are the sort of the secret santa options because as a disc golf myself i don't really want people to buy me discs because you know i have preference of mold and plastic and weight and i know that you know family and friends that don't play disc golf aren't going to really know what is the right disc for me and my disc golf friends they know that i've got way too many discs anyway so they're not going to buy me discs so things that sort of fit in the category of yeah Chalk bags, disc retrievers, if you really want to treat someone, uh, disc doctor does. It's great during, yes, the Secret Santa or just these gift-giving times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can, I, so I'm not surprised that you're sort of seeing uh, seeing some good sales at the moment. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, my you, girlfriend um, will like walk into a disc golf shop and be like, I, I don't know what to d- disc to get. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I think it does fit a good niche. 100%. I mean, I, I've been fairly lucky. I've never really been gifted a disc that i hated that's that's so like i've definitely been gifted discs which i haven't bagged and then i feel guilty about selling them so i don't and they just sit there for ages um but no i've never been gifted a bad disc so that's a it's a good track record that i've got so far um but disc doctor as well isn't your your main hustle it's a side hustle you know you do work full-time as well so how do you find that time to work a whatever hours nine to five or whatever hours you do work mm. and then also run this sort of this company that you're sort of you know you've been doing for the last two years and you're growing continuously like what's that workflow look like how do you have any free time to do anything else <laughs> uh, i don't well it, it's not too bad <laughs> ha- having a helper is huge and then um it's really kind of like hands off so maybe it's a weekend once a month where i pack up all my um disc doctors for the month and then 
every day I'll ship orders and on the way to the gym, I'll just like stop off at the post office and ship them out uh, or put them in the mailbox, depending on how cold it is. Uh, so it's, it's not terrible, but it's uh, right now it is uh, a lot. So it's like yeah, probably an hour of packing orders and then uh, I'm like printing as much as I can right now. So it's, it's been piling up. Hey, Nate, what's what's the vision going forward? What what would you love to see happen with this doctor? Um... Definitely. Um, so I, I want to continue to grow my Instagram. I've, I've done pretty bad about posting content. Um, it's tough when you have to mix it in with everything else, right? It's tough to do the social media side when you're also doing the operational side of things because there's no time there anyway. And then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I needed some pretty pictures and some pretty videos <laughs> to kind of pop up on my Instagram and be like, I'm already doing the business side. So it, is, it gets really tough on that. Yeah. Um, so definitely want to grow there. Um, mm-hmm. And then like I, I've no shortage of ideas like i, I want to start partnering with disc manufacturers um so then i can make like a, um like a brand specific tool that fits all the perfect grooves like everything would be like spot on um so that's something i've had in the back of my head for a little bit and would like to see the company go that way i love that have you started to do that already or started any discussions do you feel like you're just going to do it like you did with the pj and just do it and then, and then approach the company. Be like, "Hey, look, this thing's amazing. You, you need to like, you need to brand this up." <laughs> and this is the proposal. Yeah. Why? I feel like that's a really um, good approach to do that. I've I've considered it. I've gone for more of the, "Hey, want a partner?" Um, reached out to some of the smaller disc manufacturers, but yeah, maybe, maybe I do. I just have to full send it. Um, full send. Part it. of me is hoping some, a company is going to send me a box of discs that I can measure, and then yeah bag all these discs um i'll probably just just full send it on uh, one company now so i haven't uh i haven't had any disclosed information around disc doctor tradings and business t- conversations this is purely off my brain so just what listeners should know that this isn't me trying to reveal secrets <laughs> but what, the, the companies i could see um that working really well for are things like trash panda who want to make sure that people use their discs for as long as possible right so there's it's about, oh, a disc is for life or it's made out of plastic. Really make sure that it's looked after and loved. So I could see the great club there. I know he has just taken on the manufacturing for Disc Dot as well, which I'm on, mm-hmm. I'm on the team for. And that's a, another product which I love. So mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, Jesse, I know he's sort of, <laughs> he's getting a monopoly on sustainable disc golf manufacturing <laughs> in the moment. But, uh, I love it. I could definitely um, see some synergy there for sure. Yeah, I so I, I sent Jesse one of the original um, disc doctors with a lighter case, and he sent me back an inner core with a note. And I still have that note in my backpack. Um, it's it's pretty cool. He's the and best. Then he he really is. Yeah. He's awesome. And uh, he actually included my product in one of his videos. And that I like, think I remember seeing it and thinking, going like, oh, I, I, I followed that guy for I don't know, a few months on Instagram. That's cool. That that sort of builds some traction. So it's great that sort of disc golf inventors and content creators sort of looking out for each other right because yeah it's not about compete well obviously there's competing products i know there's the disc dot versus the putt confidently um, it is yeah absolutely but, yeah. collaboration nate did, um, did you see any bump from that video oh yeah a good little bit really um, but it, 
yeah the power I was, just, I was just like blown away I was, like just just a random day i got like a couple extra orders i'm like that's weird and whenever that happens i just start googling i'm like <laughs> what is happening like i go on instagram like did somebody tag me in something like um yeah i, I was just like there, there's something going on you know th- something in the universe yeah, I, th- I think that shows the, um, the the importance of growing that social media side of things. It's just because people don't know that you, you've, you've got a product like this. Um, but I, I know it's also um, pretty, you've got a pretty good network of retailers out there in the US that are stocking this physically, right? Yep. Uh, maybe not crazy, but uh, it's, it's really, I want to get into other countries because mm. the shipping is just excessive. Shipping's and- insane right now. It's it's fifteen dollars to sh- send the small product in the envelope, and I'm like, you're you're spending money on shipping something instead of on the actual product. Yeah, um, and so I do want to have that network of um, when somebody's like, hey, I want this product, and I'm in Australia, UK, anywhere, I can say, yeah, here, go. This person has it, uh, or this shop. Uh, so that's something I'd like to do in the future. That sounds great. Well, who knows? Ace might be able to have that conversation. You know? about to say, I, yeah, who knows? Nate, I think we can help you out there. Don't you worry. Certainly, we can certainly sort you out for the UK. Um, we still have awesome. pretty high shipping into Europe uh, due to our. Um, yeah, we, we don't talk about Brexit. <laughs> 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 but it miffed up a lot of European stuff. Um, but we could certainly help you out with the UK. That's not a problem. Awesome. I do like what you said there about. Um, sort of seeing spikes and having a google though i just got my spotify wrapped for the year and it obviously with the music i've been listening to and honestly my i it's like 170 genres it says i've listened to across the year i'm so sporadic and widespread but what's interesting this year is the heat map of like when in the year you've listened to it so just before i went to america i was listening to loads of country and western (laughs) for some reason so it's that sort of month run up to going to the states loads of country and i came back and then loads of hip-hop so I don't know what, so clearly uh, Ledgestone changed me maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Yeah, it changed me from country to hip hop. So it's fun to see that sort of, those spikes and reasons for it. I always like that sort of digital mapping. Um, speaking of you, um, so you're currently based in Chicago, um, yeah. which, are you a Chicago Bears fan by any chance? Probably not if you're a Carolina native. No, I'm a no. I'm I'm not big in the sports. I will say I went to a uh, Cubs game, so that was like my big uh, okay. Chicago sports adventure. Nice. I'm a so I'm a big Bears fan, but I like Chicago teams. So Blackhawks, Cubs, it's all good. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but being in Chicago, do you get to go to um, events like Ledgestone? Have you been to these big pro tour events and sort of seen um, not, what not quite about? yet? Uh, so I I only moved up here six months ago for work oh wow uh, yeah so I'm, I'm new to chicago and i've been soaking it all in going yeah. into the city uh but I, I got to be a part of some of the um big north carolina tournaments which was really cool um yeah were, were you at Ledgestone? i was Ledgestone, yes rob doesn't here. often talk about it but <laughs> hey it, it was a cool experience you know um so the podcast is is partnered with Ledgestone, so oh, awesome. awesome to um uh, get me over there and sort of we're doing some media together as well so that's a pretty cool experience hopefully uh heading over to worlds next year so i'm sure uh i'm sure lots more adventures to be had um but let's bring it back to um uh you and disc golf and inventing so obviously the disc doctor it's out there it's working are you working on a 
a new variant? Are you happy with where it is? Or, you know, I don't want you to give up all your beans, but is there another product that you've got in the back of your mind that you're working on that you're excited to sort of, you know, have in the background? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I just love seeing all the disc golf inventions. Um, the, like, bag stand that folds out. I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? That's great. <laughs> um, there's a... It, it's a... Disc off, disc engineer, disc discineer, and it's there's a cutout in a disc golf mini, and you can hold it up to the basket, and you can kind of get an estimate of like how far you are from the basket. Yeah, I, I at arm's length, awesome. it gives you all the different like how, yeah. depending on how big the basket well, is at that. that, depending how big the basket is, will then tell you a rough distance you are away from the basket. So, so I'm like, yeah, I maybe maybe it'll be disc golf related, but. Um, I, I'm always inventing, always thinking of the next business I want to start. Uh, What's the last weird thing that you 3D printed just for fun oh. as a hobbyist? Was it like a lights for those like, retractable print in place <laughs> lightsabers? Was it something even weirder? I'm going to have to ask you the same question. Mine was a, like a bird beak for a towel rack. And so every time you put a towel on oh. it, it closed down on the towel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What what did you 3D print? That was goofy. Oh, see, I'm just super nerdy. I just uh, 3D printed Warhammer terrain. Yeah, yeah, there's Warhammer in in the US, right? Yeah, so I'm into nerdy painting little figures. And I I 3D printed a little, it was sort of like a derelict castle ruins. It was kind of cool. See, Rob, this Um, is why you need to get into resin printing. I know there's a lot more process to it. You need the UV cure it and everything else. But resin printing gives you so much more resolution than your standard print right now but you're just oh for sure my brother-in-law just bought a brand new um resin printer Hells, yeah he's like an hour and a half away but like we're already arranging sort of like a an adult play date yeah. so i can go down for the weekend and we're just gonna do like you can we're just gonna do a weekend of printing you can print actual models and everything it well so as good. long as it's not as long as the ip is paid for and right you can't be you can't be not ripping at off, all you know, not, no one's gonna like know <laughs> I definitely would recommend upgrading to the resin. It's like, I, I don't do the figures. I'm more of like pr- practical things like a cup holder or whatever. Uh, but it's, it, it's just so smooth. Um, but yeah, you do, you do have to like wash and cure, which is kind of a pain. So the moment I'm in a, I'm in a flat, which doesn't really have the space for that. But as soon as you know, have a bigger space, there would definitely be a, a station area set aside for that because, uh, yeah, just seeing online the capabilities of resin printing is just epic. I've done a little bit as well at universities of doing some science stuff, so uh, yeah, we'll see. But it's the it's the messiness, it's the yeah the the, the IPA washing and all that sort of stuff. It can be a little bit arduous. It, it does smell a bit. And I, <laughs> I'm I'm lucky. So we're in a three bedroom house, and it's just me and my girlfriend. So she has, I'm I'm actually in her office right now, and then next the next room over is uh, three 3D printers just printing away. Um, it was a guest bedroom until a couple of days ago and it was just like i couldn't print in the garage i have to print inside uh, it's it's really smelling was, up the house was the garage too uh too cold as such yeah it just got too cold it mm. snowed and so you're you are the disc doctor. Well, maybe the product's the disc doctor, but also you are the disc doctor. So surely the room that you do three three D printing in has got a cool name. Is it like the operating room? Or <laughs> have you got a nickname? Oh my gosh, that's so good. Space? The operating room. That's it. Should be. I just call you, it the disc doctor. You room, can have that. The oper- Thank you. <laughs> the operator, yeah. 
the surgery. The doctor is in. That's it. <laughs> we need to send you some signs, Nate. I've already got a good name for this episode uh, of the podcast, so if you're listening to it, have a look at what this episode's called. I was pretty happy with that one. Um, so, uh, inventing, 3D printing, disc golf. You say it takes up most of your time. Do you have other hobbies? Like, is, is it, Or is it literally, this is my life, there's no time for anything else? No, no. I've, I've got a decent amount of free time. Um, I like playing... Uh, like biking and going to the gym, um, staying fit. And then uh, my girlfriend and I have a Dalmatian, so yeah. take her on walks. She's very cute. Uh, work, disc golf. It definitely doesn't take up all my time. And, like, unfortunately, like... So no, no, it takes up here, all my time. <laughs> I can understand <laughs> if it does. <laughs> Man, I thought I did more stuff, but maybe I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That question's uh, real, real tough for me. I work in disc golf. I play disc golf. I compete in disc golf. Um, I do a disc golf podcast. <laughs> like, oh, it, man. It is, it's pretty heavy. What, what's full-time work for you, Nate? I'm a materials analyst um, for okay. a water filter company. Just completely on disc golf. No, no, I love that. I love that. Um, but you do drink the purest water. <laughs> so, you know, there's, I do. there's a, a silver lining. <laughs> Absolutely the purest water. The um, so this may seem it's coming from a place of love. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, I, our ratings are very similar. Um, you, so I believe you're 907 rated as a player. I think I'm. I, I mean, I had a massive crash and burn in my ratings very recently, so I don't want to look. But I'm around there. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna say let's be optimistic and say I'm 907 as well. Um, something that I find obviously because I am part of the disc golf media world and we do the podcast, people expect me to be much higher rated or much better disco uh, than I am. Do you ever find that, you know, sort of, oh, I'm so entrenched in the world of disc golf, I should be a thousand rated. Or are you thinking, you know what, now I'm happy with my rating, but I'm very good at inventing. I'm, I'm always happy with my rating. I'm all, like, I'm always just very satisfied with it. And I'm like, I have no expectation of being good. Um, that's, that's kind of the product is like, you're going to throw your disc in the street. You are not a pl- a pro player and it's okay uh, but i'm i'm good enough that i can beat my friends and that's what's really important to me yes, yeah it's all about the bragging rights absolutely that's the annoying thing so before bubba came on the show i was better than dale so i, I at least i had the, the i was the i was the highest rated player on the on the pod but now bubba's on you know i'm, I'm not even that so uh one day, it's Rob, I'm, I'm, I'm just here now. to pick you up, my friend. I'm just here to, to give you some motivation to get out there and throw some discs. <laughs> I haven't thrown discs in so long. That's where you're going wrong, Rob. <laughs> but I fear that every time I throw discs, they're going to get damaged. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I think the there may be, <laughs> may be a solution. Um, but exactly that. Uh, cue the disc doctor. Dave, where can people pick them up if they wanted to? So obviously, you know, this side of the pond, there may be some conversations to be had. 100%. Um, but obviously all the list- Americans listening to the show, uh, they're thinking, you know what? I've got a bag full of messed up discs that need a little bit of fixing, a little bit of uh, R&R. Where can, they be- where can they pick them up? On Etsy. Uh, if you find me on Instagram, you can click the link in the bio and it takes you to Etsy. Or if you Google Disc Doctor uh, Disc Golf, it should pop up uh, a couple of results for 
some people that are wholesaling them. Um, Rare Air Disc Golf actually has their own custom colors and logos, so go check those out as well. Um, they've been a long time like wholesaler for me, um, so it's been that. pretty cool. It's, That's pretty cool. It's real nice supporting the the OT people that, that saw the potential in you right from the start. I, I like that a lot. I got a t- I got time for that. Yeah, like Rob, who's been following me for so long, I had no clue. Well, there you go. You know, um, there's some pretty cool people doing some cool stuff. I know that I've just backed the um, Touch Disc Golf, the the wall storage. They get uh, that do sort of do that those brackets. That I mean, they've they've had a fully funded Kickstarter and all that sort of stuff. It's great to see people innovating and doing some cool stuff within the world of disc golf. Um, I'm going to have a caveat for your sake. Earlier in the episode, you mentioned that people have messaged you saying that your product rubbish and you should just use a rock or a bit of bark and you've sent them one to prove them wrong now i just want to make sure any of our listeners know that they can't just message nate <laughs> with with other products that would work better in hopes to get a free one that's not what we do here on the side you know be nice and support the product <laughs> that's the uh that's the main caveat because you know nate's niceness can only go so far i'm sure um but nate thank you so much for joining us um this has been really interesting uh from someone that like I said, it's a hobbyist 3D printer and likes to invent and design. It's been great to hear about that sort of that journey. Um, I have no doubt that we're going to start seeing this product on more and more bags. Yeah. Um, and I know there's going to be a conversation after we finish recording here that maybe we can get some of this side of the pond, which is exciting for not just me, not for, just for Bubba, but loads of people listening as well. I'm sure they'll be excited about that. But um, use this opportunity to sort of shout anything you want to shout out. Obviously, you've said that we can go to Etsy or go through Instagram to Etsy to pick them up and other various forms of purchasing the product. But what is your Instagram? Where can people follow you and how can people support you? Um, disc.dr is my Instagram and that's the best place to follow me. Uh, try to keep it somewhat updated like uh, sales and um, anything like that. Um, but as far as giving a little shout out, I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody that supported me to get here. Um, Rob following me um, <laughs> since I had terrible product design and it was made on a FDM printer, like you said. Um, all the all the folks in Nolly that um, they've they've pushed me to keep going with this doctor. Every once in a while, I'm like, forget this, like I want to give up, um, and they've they've kept me going. So um, yeah, I, I appreciate them. Uh, but thank you guys so much for having me on here, and um, it's been great getting to talk to you guys. And uh, I'm. So glad, Rob, that you're a disc golfer and a 3D printer. Uh, keep at it. Like, 3D printing is the world. Uh, but... It's the world and the worst. Two yeah. very similar <laughs> words. I mean, le- le- spending about half an hour leveling a bed is the most <laughs> tedious thing in human existence. So I'd almost say, if you haven't got into 3D printing, you should. But also, just be aware. It's, people think there's this magic button that you can click and then it all works perfectly. That is not the. Uh, that is never the case. It's called a learning um, curve, right, Rob? <laughs> it, there's too many learning curves my prince so they, they'll droop and sag it's uh it's a nightmare but nate thank you so much for coming on um i'm sure we'll follow your journey and of course um we can't wait to see where the disc doctor goes awesome thank you so much thanks nate there you have it the disc doctor great product go support go follow um i know we will it's just awesome what a great guy nate is only 24 i feel like he's really gonna whether it's this doctor or the next thing we're gonna see him really pop off um in just 
business in general. He's such a nice guy. And I, I think, hopefully, when we're over there, it's just Chicago. Fly into Chicago. If I'm around, I'm, I'm just going to hit him up and we're going to go, we're going to play some disc golf together. You're getting your geography sort of mixed around because you do find Chicago when you're to Ledgestone, but we're going to Virginia for Worlds. I'm flying in and everywhere next year. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to fly into Chicago at some point. If I'll I do, you, what, you want to fly into Chicago and then drive <laughs> to Virginia, that's on you. But I'm going to go straight to Virginia. I don't know what you're talking about. US is tiny, Rob. <laughs> it's like Hull. The whole US would just fit into Hull. Um, but we are going to go straight from a great interview, great product to probably the best segment, not just in this podcast, but any podcast, you know, any. the, I mean, Griplock don't have the segment, you know, no. Two Bears, One Cave don't have this segment, you know, the Kelsey Bros podcast doesn't have the segment, we've got Dale's thought of the week, um, so without any further ado, Dale, take it away. What's up guys, Dale back with another thought of the week, evidently everyone's favourite segment of the podcast, of course, and I come to you today from the off season how boring is the disc golf off season at least with golf we look forward to the the swing formula one we look forward to drive to survive i've got nothing to look forward to i want to know what everyone else is doing for the off season rob baba what are your plans um what are your thoughts on how we can make the off season more exciting what can we do to get that bug back until february when the, when the season commences again, because right now, I am bored stiff. Until next time, guys. See you in a bit. Ooh, it's a good thought. You know, we've kind of touched on this in yeah. previous episodes about this sort of what we do in this off-season. Uh, it kind of has a two-pronged approach. Now, I completely agree. The pro off-season has been quiet. Obviously, uh, last week we mentioned Ali Smith has left DGA. Yeah. Heartbroken. You know, she was... Uh, she was a great team member, and she hasn't yet said where she's going. This may have been published after she has announced it. If it has, mm. I apologise. I felt like an absolute idiot because as I was editing last week's show, the Pro Tour announced that they were rescheduling the Champions Cup again. <laughs> so the whole thought of the week last week and Trevor's take on that. Yeah, out the window within half an hour of uh, me on Instagram. It's it's the anyway. ever movement as well, right? Because they're expecting to move it yet again. So, I I, I don't I don't know what's going on over there, but like we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I, <laughs> they need to just like we said last week, they just need to make better decisions and maybe like you know pull it into a committee. Anyway, back to Dell's thought of the week. That's very right, um, and he's not wrong. It is quite a boring off season, apart from some movements here and there with sponsors. There isn't too much going on unless you're a DGN subscriber and go watch some of the really cool behind the story scenes of last season, not even this season, because I think they're busy editing a load of stuff. Uh, but for me, Rob, I I work in disc golf. As I was kind of alluding to Nate, I work in disc golf. I play disc golf. I play a lot of disc golf. Um, so the off season for me this year is is really uh, primed around my own fitness and kind of shedding some weight putting on some fit muscle and cardio uh, and getting out there and just field working. So I'm not playing too many rounds. Uh, I'm just kind of focusing a little bit of me. And that's kind of my boring off season, to be honest. I'm not consuming too much content. I still watch the old foundation video here and there. Uh, and then everything else is kind of, you know, business and 
and fieldwork. That's kind of what I've got in store for myself. Nice. I I really like the idea of a disc golf hibernation. That's kind of where I'm sitting. So obviously mm. playing the casual round here and there. Yeah. Haven't played in about a month, but I'm, I am planning on getting out in the next couple of weeks, play around here or there with some friends in the cold, you know, brave the cold, use your sort of floppiest discs so they don't firm up, hit a tree and snap in half. But um, yeah, for me, the off season, I'm kind of just taking it slow. Like you said, sort of drip feeding some foundation videos. What I do think is awesome, end of the season, um, I think really from USTGC, is if you noticed all of the media around Ken Climo, he's getting really involved again with disc golf. Um, he's had a sit-down interview with Brian Earhart. Yeah. I think it's great to see because Worlds last year, um, so not the Isaac Robinson win, the Paul win, in his winning speech he said, you know, where's the champ? We'd love him to be involved more. He's such a big figure in the sport. So that's kind of cool. That's, I would say, some off-season news, off-season drama, which we are seeing and hearing a lot more from Ken Climo, who is someone that's such a dominating figure in our sport. He's well, the other. Not currently, but he's the other yeah. go, right? Yeah. It's always yeah. the conversation. Who's better, Climo or Macbeth? And it's really, really great to see him come back into the media so people actually know his face, know what he sounds like, know what he looks like. Because even when I started five, six years ago, he, he was just, um, I wouldn't say a distant memory, but the only thing you saw his name on was discs and you didn't really see what he was up to or what he has done. So him coming back in to have his voice in the industry, I think is a really smart move from himself. Looking forward to hearing more from him. And I think it's a really smart move in terms of longevity and commentary or punditry or analysts. Like if you look at the NFL or if you look at football, soccer, blah, 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 mm. you have these retired players that are bought in for a little bit of colour commentary, a little bit of storytelling around the sort of the sport then and the sport now and, you know, relaying that experience. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a position for him, like with USDUC, to have more involvement within the sport, not as a player. Sure, you know, he's going to hand off that baton to a lot of the younger dudes that are playing, but um, I think he did a great job with commentary in USDUC. I think it's great to see him just back and around the sport and just hopefully thriving in this environment which maybe he left thinking oh disc golf it's quite niche but I'm the champ to wow look at the environment disc golf's now become yeah. um, this is what we dreamed of when we first started playing and it's so great that I can now have a little bit of piece of pie um, or a little piece of that disc golf pie um, <laughs> I'm sure you can have pie whenever he wants uh, but specifically a little piece of the disc golf pie um, but yeah my off season um, like I said drip feeding some content taking it slow I mentioned before, this isn't going to become the Rob Nickel lacrosse podcast, but I am playing lacrosse again. I'm absolutely loving it. You I got think, some pads um, last week. I did get some pads last week. Now I'm not sure this is a touchy you're... subject. Sorry if, if you're like, oh, I can't believe you're telling everyone because that means, you know, like I'm the guy wearing pads and I shouldn't be because I'm, I'm tougher than that, Bubba. But like, you know, I just wanted to, you know. No, no. You look good a... in those pads. Those pads look great. <laughs> it's, it's a learning experience, you know, like when I was... A younger buck, as it were. Actually, I wasn't a buck because the bucks were our varsity rivals at uni. I hate, I hate the Surrey Stags. Um, but when I was a, a young hard man, or fancy myself as one, I didn't wear, I didn't wear chest pads or shoulder pads because only cool people didn't wear. Chest and you were a cool pads, guy, you know? and, I was, and I was a cool guy. 
went to training. I got smacked around a little bit. So I've recently got back into it. I got smacked around at training. And I thought, you know, what's a good idea? Pads. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I have no pride or ego now. I'm protected. And you know what? I wore them for training. And I felt great afterwards. I didn't have bruised nipples. You said to me, the leading cause of death in lacrosse is getting hit in the chest by a ball. And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> People just dying on a lacrosse field because they just got smashed with a ball. But it's like, a I, super I, interesting why, condition. Why would you not wear pads at that point? It's super interesting. I can't remember the name of it. It's got a really interesting name, but look it up. So essentially it's... It's really prevalent in younger people, but it can still affect older people. But essentially, when you get hit in the chest with a shot directly over your heart, and essentially it interrupts the beat of the heart and so you stops your heart, it's a super interesting condition. Um, obviously, it does. it's not that common because no one's getting balls fired at their chest <laughs> daily unless you, you're a professional athlete. But um, yeah, anyway, that's a little bit of a medical science uh, with Rob, which, you know, it's very fitting seeing as we had the disc doctor on the show. Um, I feel like this show's been a little bit of a off on a tangent special. You know, we, uh, we've uh, had to keep ourselves on track a little bit. Um, One last tangent yeah. before we go, Rob, is is Dale was talking about media within F1 and, and golf and everything else with Full Swing and Drive to Survive. I personally think that the Disc Golf Network is working themselves up for that. I, there, there is some really, really, really cool behind-the-scenes videos that you can go see on DGN right now from past seasons. Um, it follows around uh, people like um, Kona Panis, now Kona Montgomery. Kona Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. So, got a little bit sidetracked by, she's not Kona Panis anymore. Um, and it follows her season from a couple of seasons ago. And that behind-the-scenes work is done incredibly well. And I feel like they're going to be following this up every season better and better, and it will come out sooner and sooner. So, Dale, I don't think you've got long until you have that off-season content that you want that shows you a lot more behind-the-scenes stuff from the season we've just had. I don't think it's far away. We did have that kind of... I, I don't want to say flop, because that's harsh, but the the Fierce documentary sort of was handled in a weird way. So we did have an attempt at a Drive to Survive-esque documentary, which didn't go, I think, the way that it was meant to go. I think that was more on the delivery side than the actual content. Absolutely. Couldn't yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of conversation around it, but I I, I think so much more of that's coming, um, especially with some of the uh, professionals being paid quite a good chunk of money, uh, that they are able to afford someone to follow them around for the season and create some content on the back of that. I don't think anyone's doing it right now, uh, but I really hope that uh, someone could be smart enough to do that, and you know maybe there's a little production house in me that wants to do that in a couple of years. Who knows? <laughs> For sure. We're talking about you know, potentially issues with delivery or bad delivery. This is a great segment to talk about the people that support our show because with our partners, you know, you're not going to get bad delivery. You're going to order the products that you want and they're going to come to your door. Now, Asterix, I don't run the post service or the post office. so Oh my God, if you did, Rob, I'd be ripping you a new one right now. It's so bad. I know. Um, but, you know, I just took the opportunity to segue into uh, <laughs> our sponsors and I took it. Um there's some great deals going on over at DJ at the moment. Just could jump straight in with that one. Um, DJ, of course, have supported the show for the last two years now. Um, and they can support you by saving your bank account just a few pennies here and there. So we've had Black Friday. They are having their seasonal sale, which runs from 
as we speak. So if you go on the site now, it is live all the way until New Year's Day. And it's not a specific, you know, everything 20% off, everything 30% off sale. But pretty much everything on the site is on sale. Um, so some of the deals they have, they have $30 off baskets and free shipping, which is great because usually the baskets don't go on sale that often. So if you're talking about off-season and you wanted to potentially say, you know what, I need to get a basket, I need to get a, I don't know, a Transformer basket or a Mac X or mm. something to you know have in the basket to really hone that putt, this is a great opportunity to do that because they do have a, uh, a discount on their baskets. Um, but everything, the Tour Series discs, their Pro discs, just go on the site, discgolf.com, easiest URL in sports, and check it out. And also, I would say rush over, but it's running all the way until New Year's Day. So if you get a bit of pocket money for Christmas, you know that that auntie gives you an envelope with some cash in, um, then you know a good place to go and spend it. Of course, we also have Ledgestone as a partner. Ledgestone have done some epic stuff over this Black Friday sale. I'm sure you've yeah. seen it. If you're not following them on uh, social media, make sure to do so. Um, but they were just dropping some fantastic deals, fantastic uh, mystery boxes and blind boxes. They had their Black Friday special in-person store, which is really great because obviously beginning, having the opportunity to go and pick up some discs in person, these special discs in person was great if you were local to the area. Um, and make sure to check out Shop Ledgestone because they're constantly doing awesome things with stamps, discs, and deals they are always at full speed rob they 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 don't let up there's no there's no rest with ledstone you know they ledstone is like me doing an ad read i need to learn how to take a breath like <laughs> ledstone is 100% the whole time which is great because you know what it just feels like there's so much new stuff coming your way so if you're a yeah. fan of discs stamps anything ledstone normally have you covered yeah everything everything's covered and our last sponsor is Ace Disc Golf. <laughs> Boo. So if, if you're over here in the UK and you want to grab yourself um, a, a disc from a wide selection of manufacturers and molds, head over to acediscgolf.co.uk and you will find yourself probably the biggest selection of, of retail discs here in the UK. We are running a Hell Yeah Black Friday raffle uh, all the way up until the 15th of December. Uh, this is where you can spend £10 in store and you get a raffle ticket in your order. Uh, and we will be drawing the prize on the 15th of December. That is for eight different prizes, which we are releasing every three days from here until then. Check out our social media for what's been released already. And yeah, any questions, just send them to me. Give me an email. It's up to you. I, I, I'll answer anything. Don't worry about it. Is there a little sneaky preview of what the next Tenor Tuesday is going to be? No. <laughs> Ooh, okay. some behind the scenes uh, I generally do the Tender Tuesday on the weekend <laughs> so yes. we are a little early on this one. Oh man Rob have you got any suggestions how about have you got any suggestions what you want the Tender Tuesday to be because I have the power to make it whatever I want it to be you know what I'll, uh, I'll send you a list I've, I've got some suggestions uh, we won't uh, hash out right here right now but that was another great episode of the Outside Podcast of course, if you haven't already, it'd be great if you could leave us a review. Um, of course, you can follow us on social media. I am Amside Rob. The podcast is The Amside Podcast. And Bubba is... You could just search Be Awesome Bubba on Instagram and find me over there. 
Oh, is it not the underscores anymore? Yeah, it is. But if you search Be Awesome Bubba, it also comes up. And me saying underscore awesome underscore Bubba just doesn't flow off the tongue. So I made sure it works and I've changed it up a little bit, Rob. <laughs> well, there you go. Another great episode from my perspective anyway. Bubba, is there anything else you want to say before we let these people go? I just want to make sure that if nobody's told you today, you're special and I love you. People always tell me I'm special, but I don't know if that's always a compliment. <laughs> But we will uh, leave it there. So guys, as always, if you don't see you on the course, we'll catch you on the episode.